0: <تصفيق> بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله الذي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا عبد القاسم مصطفى محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقيت الله في العردين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف Allahumma akhredhi min dhulumat al-wa'ah, wa akrami min hur al-fa'ah. Allahumma iftah alayna abba wa rahmatik wa ansar alayna khaza mikrah ulumik rahmatik ya rahman First, I congratulate you for the birth anniversary of Lady Fatima al-Zahra. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who brought joy to the heart of Prophet and Lady Khadija with this birth to bring joy to the heart of Imam Mahdi Al Jalalla Sharif by giving him permission for his faraj and by making his shia ready for preparing for his faraj inshallah may allah bless all our mothers and sisters and women and inshallah let them be following the footsteps of Lady Fatima in dunya, and enjoy her shafa inshallah in akhirah and may Allah inshallah bless our families. This is our last session and we have many things to cover. But uh, even if we don't manage to cover everything, I hope at least we have started. This discussion and we and other people who follow this online from now on will be more seriously thinking about the issue of followership which we said it's actually very much uh, the core of being Shia, a Shia follower. Among the things that Good followers should have, especially in the time of Reba, because in the time of Ghaybah we have to work harder. It's not that in the time of Reba we work less, and when Imam comes, we work harder. We have to more work extra to fill gap to some extent. Uh, plus, because Imam alayhi salam. He's not directly communicating to us, so we need to be doing our best to understand what He expects from us. So last week we talked about rationality and being able to uh, understand and analyze things properly. Today I want to talk about something which is related to that, and that is, hazm, hazm, ha, and za, (coughs) means to be farsighted. It's very important for us to be farsighted. Not only we should be aware of our time, we should try also to foresee at least to some extent future. If you are not able to predict what would be the consequences of your actions or not acting, you cannot decide properly. So hasm is very important. Amirul Mu'wani alayhi salam said. <laughs> The most intelligent people are those who look more at the ends of affairs, walk So, whatever you want to do, think about what is going to come, what is going to happen. Like if you want to make a move, in for example, playing chess, for example, you have to be able to anticipate what the other party may do. You have to always prepare. If we do this and then the other people, either competitors, either, I don't know, (coughs) other factors or enemies, whatever they do, we should be able to predict. In another hadith, Amir al-Mumni said, من تبرق في الأمور بغير النظر في العواقب فقط تعرض للنواقب Whoever gets involved into affairs without thinking about عواقب, about end of the affairs, he or she would be subject to calamity. Sometimes we too much uh, trust ourselves and feel confident and say, "I don't need to think. I am sure whatever happens, I find a solution for it." And then you put yourself into trouble, like a person who doesn't check his car before traveling long distances and says, "You know, whatever happens, you know, we find a solution." But then, in the middle of the road. The car is broken down, and he has to suffer. In another hadith, Amir al salam said, Wala jazm." Mm-hmm. Victory depends on two things, among different things, but these are two important things that you need for success, for victory. One is hazm to be far-sighted, and one is jazm, to be able to make a firm decision and stand by your decision. If you keep changing your decisions, then you are not getting anywhere. You know, someone was talking to his friend about Difficulty of quitting a smoking. And he said, "I don't know why people say it's difficult to quit a smoking. I have so far 20 times quitted the smoking <laughs> It was not <that> difficult. <laughs> this type of decisions, yes, you can make many decisions like this, but it's not going to improve your condition. We need decisions which are firm, Des- decisions that people and others, you know, can trust and rely on you. In the past, uh, it was common uh, in our culture, you know, I don't know, in other parts of the world but in Iran it was a common practice that when a man was making a promise was giving also a piece of his you know beard, removing a piece and giving. this means that if I don't keep my promise I am not a man my word is a matter of my honor and dignity. Pardon? Women take from the beard of their husband. <laughs> 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 <coughs> the Sheikh Derati, uh, said that. There was a person who was praying <coughs> in the months of Rajat, this du'a harram shaybati al you know, that you hold your beard, yeah. and he didn't have beard, so he was holding yes. the beard, <laughs> someone sitting next to him. Actually, it seems that at least... In this age, I don't know how it was in the past that, generally speaking, Mashallah, sisters are more committed to the world than some men, it's not that you say men keep the promises and women, no. but in the past because women were not involved in the social life that much, so it was a man who was committing and promising and undertaking job, but everyone can be Keeping promise. So it's very important to have hazm and jazm, not to say thing and keep changing. Amir al in another hadith said, Al hazmu an nazaru fil Waratu ذَبِلُّ is to look at the end of affairs and to consult intelligent people. Consultation is very important, and for this reason one of the things that I had uh, put here in my list was the fact that a good follower is the one who seeks advice and consults other people. We have lots of advice about this. I only have selected four hadiths about mashwara. You should consult people even for your personal affairs. If you want to buy a house, if you want to marry, if you want to find a job, if you want to choose a subject for a study. It's very important to consult. But when it comes to community affairs, it becomes more important. Because this is the interest of not just one person. Even for one person, you have to consult. but Interest of many people, not even one generation. can be many generations. So we have to consult. Amir al-Mumini said, al-istasharatu, Ainul al-hidaya wa qad consulting is Ainul al-hidaya ayn hidaya means is the eye of guidance if ayn means eye or it means the fountain of guidance or it means it's the essence of guidance because Ayn has tens of meanings. But for sure, it shows that there's a close connection between finding guidance and seeking advice. And whoever feels that his or her opinion is enough and sufficient, doesn't need to consult anyone, has taken risk. from Khafar. This has endangered his or her interests. In another hadith, Amir al Muhuni says, لَأَنَّ الْمُشِيرِ الْمُسْتَشِيرِ It's a very good psychological point. We are asked to consult. Even sometimes the people that we consult, maybe they don't know more than us. Maybe they are not more experienced than us. Maybe even sometimes they are less experienced than us, but still you have to consult. Why? One reason is mentioned here, because when something is about us, we have some emotional engagement. Either this side or that side suits me, or it's you know, more interesting to me, more enjoyable. So it's very difficult that you make objective assessment when you are part of it. But the person that you are asking for his opinion, her opinion, is neutral. You see, sometimes you can, for the same condition, offer advice to other people. But when it comes to yourself, you need to ask other people, so that someone who is not biased, who is neutral, can look into this case and give you advice. So Amir al says, The one who gives opinion, his opinion is self means is pure has no mixture but but the one who is seeking advice his opinion is is mixed with his desires and you know, appetites and his lust. He wants to do something. Another hadith is from Imam Sadiq alayhi wow. This is the last hadith on mashwara. I have selected just very few because time is very limited. Imam Sadiq said, Inna al-mashwara for inna al In Arabic, sometimes, uh, say mashwara. La takunu illa al Counseling or consulting people cannot happen unless there are four conditions fulfilled. The first condition is the person that you consult must be Aqil. Who is Aqil? We discussed last week. You have to find such people. Many times people don't do mashwara. And even if they do mashwara, they consult someone that just endorses their opinion. Yeah? For example, someone is unhappy with, for example, a person, goes and consults someone who is again unhappy with that person. <laughs> so for sure this person is not you know, objective, It's not neutral. Or sometimes people consult people that show lots of emotional support. For example, they feel sad. They consult people that also they feel sad or even cry for them. Because they think, you know, this sympathy is very helpful. Sometimes people don't like to consult people who would tell them, you didn't need to worry this much. You were wrong. You know, people don't like to consult such people. People like to consult people that whatever they say, they say, yes, you were right, and that person was terrible. If I was in your place, I would have done you know, worse than what you have done. They like to hear such things. So, this is not beneficial. You are just satisfying your anger. One condition is that person has to be aqil, intelligent. We gave characteristics of uqala last week. Wassaniya and Yakuna Hurran That person should be Hor free thinker, a noble person who goes by principles and is Mutadayan's religious. وَالثَّارِثَ أَنْ يَكُونَ Also must be someone who feels, you know, sympathy towards you. He is your friend and he has مُوَاخَات, brotherhood or sisterhood or brothers, brotherhood or sisters. So someone who feels is close to you and is concerned for you. والرابع، the fourth. أن تطلعه على سرك. You have to inform him about your secret. Of course, not every secret, but the secret فيكون علمه به كعلمك، ثم يسر ذلك so, you share with him everything that you know about that case so that he knows what you know. Because if you give him part of the information, how can he give you the right answer? Like you go to doctor, if you don't give the doctor all the symptoms, doctor cannot help you. A person also that you ask for mashwara, if possible, sometimes, of course, might not be possible, but if possible, or maybe you refer to someone that doesn't know you, so that you can tell the secret. Because sometimes, if a person knows us and other people, we cannot tell everything. But someone who is not familiar with us, or maybe without introducing himself, but that person needs to know everything that you know, so that can give you a problem. But after that, Yoseru keeps it as Ser confidential, a person who keeps things confidential. So we need to be people who naturally love mashkurah, especially when it comes to community affairs, when it comes to tabligh, when it comes to, I don't know, working for Imam al al Sharif with the youths you want to work, with the families you want to work, with the, I don't know, other groups, mashwara is very important. No one, even if he's old, if he's experienced, if he's old, should think that I don't need mashwara. Even Allah says to Rasulullah, You have to consult. Actually, this is a way to ask Allah for guidance. Maybe Allah puts the right opinion on the tongue of the other person as we have in some Hadiths. So, Mashwara is very important and we should not be relying only on our own opinion. Another thing which is very important is fairness. Fairness is very, very important, and something which is, I can tell you, avoiding maybe 90 percent, if not more, of social problems. If you have just one qual, well, if you are fair. First, I read for you some hadith, then I analyze the concept of fairness. The first hadith is from Amirul Mu'minin Alayhis Salam. nas man anṣafa min nafsihi min ghayri hakimin alayh. The fairest person is the one who Treats people with fairness without having an authority on his head, you know. Sometimes we are afraid of judge or court or police or manager or, for example, a senior member of the community. And because of that, we are fair. This is not good. What we need is that even if there is no one to watch you or to force you, you yourself decide to be fair. In another hadith, Amir al-Mu'nir upon him, said, ala innahu man yunsifu annaasa min nafsih lam yazidhu illa rizza The one. Who treats people with fairness, Allah would not add to him except in his honor and dignity. If you are fair, if you sometimes compromise and give priority to other people because you are fair, you are not going to lose your honor, you are going to get more honor and dignity. In another hadith, Amir al Mu'min said, It is sufficient for a person to be intelligent if he is fair. So, fairness is a sign of intelligence. And it is sufficient for fairness if he accepts the truth when it becomes clear. So third is the one who accepts the truth. Amir al-Mu'min in his instruction to Malika Ashtar said, an wa wa-Ansafil Nas min-Nafsika وَمِنْ خَاصَّةِ أَهْلِكَ وَمَنْ لَكَ فِيهِ مِنْ رعيتك. Be fair in your relation with Allah We are not fair with Allah For example, we have this beautiful idea in Hadith Qudsi But Allah says, I treat each of you as if I don't have any other servant. But you treat me as if you have many, many other lords. He has billions of servants, just people. He has angels, he has other creatures. But just among human beings, at least he has billions of people. But he is available for every single person. He does not divide his attention to people. He does not divide his love to the number of people. He is there for every person wholeheartedly. But on the other hand, we have only one Lord. But we treat him as one in many. And even not the first, the first are other things, other people. If we are good, the last one, If we do other things and then, you know, Salat is becoming Gaza or, you know, we delay Hajj till we are, you know, dying or, you know, everything we delay at, at the end, you know, we may do it. But this is not fair. So, fairness in your relation with Allah subhanahu wa Fairness with respect to people. Men napsek about yourself and people, be fair. I will inshallah now explain just after a minute what is fairness. And with respect to People who are close to you. Sometimes, I have, for example, friends, I have um, allies, I have uh, assistants, that I love them. If they have an issue with someone, I take their side. Or my children. You know, many parents, if their children fight, they take the side of their children. Yeah? They don't bother to understand what's the truth, what is right. My child is right. Why? Because my child. This is the mentality of many parents. Even sometimes, you know, children tell lies, you know, and create troubles. So, if there is someone who is احلي, is close to you is from the select of people for you, you should not lose firmness and take their side. Or, رعيتك, or any of your subjects, that you have some special attention to them. For example, Malik may have some guards, some security, or some rich people, as a governor, should not take their side when they have problem with other people. It should be fair. If you don't exercise fairness, you do zulm, injustice. So, what is fairness? Ansaf comes from nosh, nosh comes from Nes, yeah? Nes means half. Imagine there is a rope between me and you. This rope between me and you should be 50-50 percent divided. But if, because I am stronger, I take 60% of the rope towards me, or 70%, or sometimes 100%, this is not fair. Okay? This is rough. Now, take these two cases that you have with people. For example, you are two partners, and now there is a profit. This profit... You want to divide. Do you want to take more to your side? Or you are happy to give 50-50 if you have equal share. Two neighbors. Are you happy to consider completely equality, or you want to take to your side? Or if there is any issue, put on his side. If there is a snow, you put him on his garage or, you know, halfway. You know, sometimes people take taxi, of course, when there is, uh, you know, sharing. You know, sometimes taxi takes one person, but sometimes people who go to the same route, they take taxi together. Sometimes people who sit in taxi first so, suppose three people should sit in the real chair. The first person t- takes 50 percent. The second person takes 30-40 percent. The last one has to be squeezed and, you know, maybe just 10-15 percent. Or sometimes, you know, in bus or whether there are two seats, one person, you know, sits so comfortably that the other person has to be excused. Or sometimes, you know, if there is a woman has to, you know, be pushing herself to the side because this man is sitting relaxed, this is not fairness. So, what is fairness? Fairness is that you treat people in the way that you love to be treated between you and them, you don't take your side. It's very difficult not to take your own side between you and people. Sometimes I use this example. I say, if you go to a court, you have a case with someone, you go to the court. And you realize that the judge is related to this person, for example, is his cousin. You don't accept this quote, yeah? you say, this is not fair, it's his cousin, his relative or his friend. What about if you have case with someone who is a judge? And takes you to the court, and he is the judge. This is worse. You see, how can this person be observing justice between me and himself? Okay? But the reality is that many times in our life, or most of the time in our life, when we have issues with people, we take them to the court of ourselves and we judge about them and they are always proved to be guilty because I am the judge. If I have a problem with my wife or husband or in-laws or colleagues, to which court I take them? I take them to the court that I am the judge. So fairness means that you have so much worked on your objectivity and impartiality that whenever there is issue between you and someone, you can be objective and take not your side or side of your people or your family or your tribe or your this is fairness, and you can imagine it's very, very difficult. If someone is fair, I think he is thousands of miles away from hell. This Amir Salam, when he says that Allah would give him only Ezzah. This is not only in dunya. Ezza in dunya, ezza in akhira. Or Imam Babr in a hadith says Allah has a special jannah. And one of the people that enter that special jannah, man hakama fi nafsihi bel The one who judges about himself truthfully. Insaf is very important. If we want to help, insha'Allah, Imam Mahdi Allah Ta'ala Sharif, and be trying to establish universal justice, how can then we do zulm to other people in our judgment? How can an unjust person? to his family, to his neighbors, to his colleagues, to his even enemies. How can an unjust person, to anyone, even to an animal, help imam in universal movement for justice? It's impossible. So we have to work on fairness. And a very important aspect of fairness is your relation with other followers, and fairness in your relation with the leader how much you expect from other followers how much you expect from leader you know sometimes we expect too much from leadership sometimes we expect too much from other followers so we have to be fair another thing that we need to observe is that a good follower is always trying to bring respect to the cause and to the leader and to the community if you work for any organization one of the first things that you have to observe is not to cause disgrace and dishonor to that organization, not to be a source of shame. A good follower has to be good in PR, in introducing, promoting, gaining respect and love of people. There are two beautiful hadiths from Imam Sadiq The first is a hadith that Imam said to a person called Abdul A'la. A'la is one of the name of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-A'la is the servant of A'la. Ya (laughs) Abdul A'la. Fa'agra'humu salam wa rahmat Allah. Say my salam to Shia and the mercy of Allah. You know, we say, Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. So Imam Sadiq says, tell my Shia, my salam wa rahmatullah. Wa-qul, and tell them. lakum. Your Imam sent this message for you. رَحِمَ Abdan Estajarra Mawaddatan nas ila إِلَىٰ wa ilaima. May Allah's mercy be upon the servant who brings love of people to Himself and to us. Nas here means the general public, because the Shia were in minority, yeah, so majority were Sunni. Maybe you are in a context that majority are non-Muslims. The main thing is that when we are living with other people, we should try to bring love of people to ourselves and to our Imams and to our mazaha, to our community. Then Imam gives the method بِأَن يُذْهِرَ لَهُمَّ يَعْرِفُونَ وَيَكُفَّ عَنْهُمَّ يُنْكِرُونَ One important aspect of this is to Declare to people what they find to be acceptable. arafun means they find it ma'roof. Something that they appreciate. And don't say to them, don't share with them what yunkeroon. They don't like. They don't appreciate. It is monker for them. It's not monker for us. It's not a matter of whatever is ma'roof for us, we share and whatever is monka for us, we don't share. No. Even those things which are ma'roof for us, which are good for us, some of them are ma'roof for them, some of them are not ma'roof. You only share what is ma'roof for both of us. You remember we talked about confidentiality and how we should be careful about our secrets. It's very important. So... A good follower is not the one who is aggressive and harsh and attacks others. Sometimes people think these are very good followers because they are happy to fight for the cause. But we don't want to want someone to fight for us. We want someone who can convince people. <laughs> we want someone who can bring respect to people. This is not a militant exercise. This is an exercise of intellect, exercise of heart and love and logic. So it's very important that we know how to present ourselves and how to present our mazhab. In another hadith, Imam Sadiq a.s. said, He's addressing Shias in all places, all ages. Be a source of respect and honor and beauty for us, not a source of shame. Tell people something which is good and beautiful. Say beautiful things to people. This is also a Quran, you know, Some people think, for example, Ahlul Bayt are very happy with the people who keep talking and saying everything, and they think they are very brave because they say everything. But this is not what Imam wants says wahfadu al senatakum. Keep your tongues. Watch what you say. Kufuha anil fuduleva al kowr. Stop saying what is excess and what is ugly. A shi'a, it has to be most polite and most respectful person on the planet. How can we offend people? It's not, not the way our imams. Our imams, we're not offending people. We're not, you know, soaring at people. Another thing which is very important is we should have deep sense of responsibility. Whenever there is a need, we should be ready, we should be available, we should volunteer. Some people are happy to help, but you have to ask them. Some people never help, even if you ask them. If you ask them 10 times, they don't help. But there are people who are happy to help, but you have to ask them. Alhamdulillah, this is a progress, but the best is that if people volunteer, because maybe you have some talent, some skill, something you can do that people don't know. If you don't introduce yourself, or if you don't volunteer, then they don't know what you can do. Or maybe the other person is feeling embarrassed to ask you for help. So if we can do something, we should volunteer. And no community, even if they have unlimited financial resources, no community can prosper without volunteers. It's not a matter of saving money. Some people think we need volunteers to save money. No. All barakah is in volunteers. When people, for the sake of Allah, out of love, volunteer, there's so much back. All the prophets were volunteers. No prophet was, you know, doing this as a job. All imams were volunteers. All maraja are volunteers.
1: And sometimes people
0: think, if they volunteer they don't need to be very careful if they are paid they have to be careful because you know they say i am paid for this so this is my work my job but actually whether you are paid or not if you undertake a job a responsibility you have to deliver it perfectly there is no difference between being volunteer or paid when you undertake a responsibility you must deliver it And we need to promote this culture of (coughs) volunteering for, inshallah, preparation for coming of Imam Mahdi, abjallallahu ta'ala of al Sharif. We should make this a very common practice that every Shia must be happy to volunteer part of his or her time. And don't say, you know, instead I give you money. No, we need your time. Money is good. That's another issue. You can give your money if you have. But your participation is very important. You are millionaire. Okay, but you have to be happy to clean the mosque or any other task that community needs. This is the best exercise for getting rid of your ego, your negative pride, but also to give energy. When people see everyone is on board, so much barakah comes, so much energy comes. As we say in Dua'i Nudbah, hal min mu'inin. فَأُطِيلَ مَعْهُ الْعَمِيلَ Is there any helper with whom I can cry longer? We don't say مَعَهُ Is there any helper with whom I cry? No. أُطِيلَ مَعْهُ الْعَمِيلَ I can cry longer. If I do something alone, after some time, i become tired. But if we do it together, each of us can work longer and harder. Plus, yadullah ma'al jama'a. So if one person can do one hour, another person one hour, but when they work together, each of them does few hours plus Allah blesses them. هَلْ مِنْ جَزَعُهُ إِذَا Is there anyone lamenting for you that I help him when he is alone? Again, a matter of helping. But in the first you ask for helper, in the second you offer help. I help him when he is alone. Mu'mineen should not only meet each other in public places. In community, we meet hundreds of people, very good. And The more we meet, the better. But then, each group of them should have also family relations. You cannot say, alhamdulillah, we meet each other in the mosque. Can you say to your father or mother, I see you in the mosque? Okay. Mu'mineen should have also Family relations is our khala, in private. هل قضيت عين فصاعدتها عيني al Is any eye bruised and in pain because of crying for you? that my eye can help that eye by taking part of the pain. This is how much love should be between community members. Your eye is very important, yeah? You don't take risk about eye. You are happy to endanger your hand, which is the most important tool, but to protect your eye. But mu'min is happy to share the pain with the eye of another mu'min. Why? Because this pain is for crying for imam. So when people are working for imam, we should have no limit in helping them and supporting them. In the first sentence, you say, Halman mu'in. you ask for helper. But in the second and third, you ask for someone to help. Sa'adhaini al o means you are more happy to help than receiving help. So we must reach this level of unity. After this, then you can say After you establish this relation, then you can say, Oh Imam, is there any path? that I can take and come and meet. Before that, there is no path. So, this is also very important to have a deep sense of responsibility, not to be lazy, to volunteer, to be able to resist against our temptations, our selfish desires, And to be very organized. Amir al-Mu'minin, as you know, says, Taqwa is the best thing that we need. But it is interesting that Amirul Mu'minin brings nazm after taqwa, puts Nazm next to taqwa, because if we are not organized, many times we cannot fulfill requirements of taqwa. We damage interests of people and our community. We damage our resources, we lose opportunities if we are not organized. We have to be organized, we have to be far-sighted. we have to plan, we have to do mashwara, we have to be thinking, we have to be analytical, but at the same time obedient and loyal and humble. This is The combination that if we have, then we can make sure that we would be successful, and our Imam would be happy with us, and we would leave a legacy of true followership behind. I stop here. Because tonight we want also to have some more time for her, her questions. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help all of us to improve, to be grateful for all the gifts that Allah has given us as individuals and community, and to be inshallah blessed with the pleasure of Imam Mahdi Ajalla Ta'ala khalad, Check sure. out.